Okay. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Bruchim Abayim. Hope everyone is well. Uh, this week, we'll be discussing the sugya of Kriyat Torah in the age of social distancing. Um, many of us have returned to shul uh, or are leaving shul now with the lockdown. But in principle, even when we return to shul, we still have the problem of social distancing. Now, that is heightened uh, when a person gets an aliyah. And as we'll see, this really is reviving a 700-year-old machloikas um, that uh, starts with the Rosh and the Maril uh, and basically uh, has ramifications through the ages. But uh, all of that discussion kind of got put on the back burner. But in the time of social distancing, it's really we are re- uh, re-looking and investigating that machloket between the Rosh and the Maril and see how it relates to our sugya. So let's begin. Uh, one of the issues of one of the very interesting sugyot uh, or issues when it comes to dealing with the sugya of Kriyat Torah is that the, the minhag changes from the time of the Tanaim to the time of the Amoraim to the time of the Rishonim. So we, we have to follow what's going on between the Mishnah and the Gemara and between the Gemara and the Rishonim. What am I referring to? Let's look at the original minhag of how they did Kriyat Torah. The Gemara in Megillah tells us, Tana HaPoteach, so this is a, 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 a brighter in the times of the Tanaim, HaPoteach Mevarech Lefaneach, VaHachotem Mevarech LaAchareach. The first person, let's say Shabbos, so there were seven aliyahs. The first person to get an aliyah, he would make the introductory brocha. And the person who got the last aliyah, he would make the concluding brocha. But everyone in between would not say a brocha. And the first person who got an aliyah didn't close his aliyah with a brocha. And the last person didn't open his aliyah with a brocha. That is in the times of the Mishnah. Then the Gemara says, Va'idna. But in our times, now we, we, we skip, we're skipping a few generations. Now we have a different minag. Every person that gets an aliyah makes a bracha beforehand and makes a bracha afterhand. Why is that? Why do the sages make such a decree that every person should make a bracha before and after their aliyah? This was a decree for the people who would leave uh, the shul in the middle of, of laning or people who came late in the middle of the laning, and they would err in understanding what is the correct necessity of making a brocha. What would they think? The people that come early would think that there's no brocha to when you begin Kriyat Torah, and the people that leave wouldn't understand that there's a brocha at the end of Kriyat Torah. So in order to get around this problem, Chazal instituted that every ole, every person that got an aliyah would make a bracha in the beginning and at the end. That in and of itself is a very interesting discussion. I.e. here we have a decree because people are going to err, people are going to err. Chazal included extra brachot, right? Which is a very interesting discussion in and of itself beyond the purview of this year. We're not going to, we're not going to get into it, but it, is, it leaves room for machshava. Why were they so concerned about these people that lichora are erring uh, with no reason to err? I'm saying they left in the middle of Kriyat Torah. Why would, they, why would they have such a havamina to make such a mistake? And why were Chazal so troubled to the extent that they felt it was, it was acceptable and necessary to add brachot? Okay, let's just leave that as a question. We're not going to deal with that question, but uh, for further eon, in another another time, the um, let's uh, let's continue. Now, up until now, we've seen the minag of the Rishonim and uh, oh, sorry of the Tanaim and the Amoraim, but here the Rosh in Megillah says as follows, and he's talking about uh, he's writing obviously in Barcelona, uh, in 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 Spain. The Rosh started off in uh, Provence, but. Uh, uh, when things got uh, uh, all the pogroms, etc., he had to leave. 
Um, and although he was a student of Rav Meir of Rottenberg, he ended up uh, basically being in Spain and the Rashba organized for him to be uh, the, basically a rabbi of a city. I can't remember if it was Barcelona. I don't think so. I think the Rashba was Barcelona and he gave him another city. I can't remember. Anyway, Mashinagu says the Rosh. Mashinagu Idna. Here, in our times, I, we're talking about the times of the Rishonim. Sheshaliach Tzibur Korei that we have a designated Baal Kore, what we have today. This is in order not to embarrass those who get an Aliyah. In the times of the Gemara, the person who get an Aliyah would come, similar to what the Taimanim still do today. They'd get called to the Torah, and they would start reading that whichever Aliyah they did, they, they, they got. But, says the Rosh, that Minag changed because people didn't know what to do. Right? They didn't, not to embarrass people who didn't know how to read the Torah. We've seen this principle already in the Mishnayot of Bikurim. In the beginning, when you brought the Bikurim, you also had to do the Vidui. You had to, you had to say something. Now, some people were able to read and they would say it. Other people, a lot of people were illiterate in the times of the Tanakh. So when they came to the when they came to the Beit Hamikdash, someone would read it and they would follow with them. So people stopped bringing Bikurim because it was very embarrassing. What I'm going to show in the Beit Hamikdash that I don't know how to read. So that's when Chazal instituted that everybody, whether you are the Gadol Ador or not, you bring your Bikurim. Someone reads it. Um, now. It's not so clear. Someone reads it and you listen. Someone reads it and you follow afterwards. Let's just keep that for a moment. The Eina Dimyon Nireli says the Rosh, I, I don't understand such a comparison. There, people had a mitzvah minatora to bring Bikurim and they stopped doing it. And that goes, that violates a, 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 a transgression, yeah, or transgression of mevatel mitzvah asay. Aval hacha bekin yikru vaacherim yimnu. Says Rosh, what's the problem? So you got ten guys in the shul that are a bar hachi. They know, you know, any 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 aliyah. You call them to the Torah, they can just get up and read. So they'll get the aliyahs, and the other people that won't, so they won't get the aliyahs. What's the problem? Says the Rosh, don't compare it to Bikurim. There, if they don't bring it, they mavatal mitzvah. Yeah, so if they don't get called to the Torah, it's such a big tragedy. If they're embarrassed, sadder, so they'll go home and they'll learn better. Says the Rosh, he gives a different understanding completely. He holds that not everyone is expert at reading the 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 the, the Torah. The and the tzibur does not fulfill their obligation when they listen to him. But he thinks he knows it. We have we have a certain uh, yidden that uh, even though they don't know what they're doing, they think they know what they're doing, right? And vim so, so the guy wants to read the Torah, but he mamish, he doesn't know how to read. He's, 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 he's messarious every word. But if you don't call him to the Torah, what's going to happen? It's going to cause machloikas. So what do you do? According to the Rosh, it doesn't make sense that Chazal Institute, or not Chazal, that the Minag became that there was a, a, a designated Balkore because of the Din of Busha. He says, that doesn't make sense. It's not comparable to the Din of Bikurim. What, why did they institute such a minag? In order not to get, uh, not to cause uh, a rivalry and machloikas, because there would be people that don't know how to read, that would want to read, and the tzibur wouldn't be able to be yotzei their chiyuv. And okay, so that's the Rosh's understanding of the new minag in the times of the Rishonim. But here comes his bombastic chidush. Umikol makom, nevertheless. Gama omed likrot. The person who gets the aliyah, yikra benachat bedikduk im shaliach tzibur. He has to read together with the shaliach tzibur, together with the balkore. 
שלא תהי ברכה לבטלה, in order that it is not considered a ברכה לבטלה. ואותו שאינו יודע לקרות, and someone who doesn't know how to read with the Balkore, אין ראוי שיקראו שליח ציבור. He should not be called to, by the Shaliyah Tzibur to, 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 to get an Aliyah. And if he does get called and he makes the bracha, it's a bracha levatala. He says it's it, it, not mistaber at all. It doesn't make sense. It's not logical that I get called to the Torah. I make a bracha, Asher Bachabanu, right? And uh, on Kriyat Torah. And the Baal Koreh reads. So he says that that is not logical at all. That would be a, a, a bracha levatala, and therefore um, he has to read together with the shaliach tibur. Now the rosh, the rosh backs us up with a proof in his shuta rosh. Right? He says like this. Um, sorry, just just uh, in, in in his response, he just he says this again. He says uh, up until now that was just his commentary, so we're not sure if he paskins it. But yeah, he, he clearly in the Shuta Rosh he goes again and he paskins it. Ubor likrot betorah ein davaragun, and an ignoramus who can't read should not be called to the Torah. Ki me'achar shum avarech tzarik sheikrash elotei bracha levatala. As soon as he makes a bracha, he has to read together with the balkare in order that it's not a bracha levatala. However, now, now he softens the blow a bit. He says like this. If he can read with the chazan, that means that if you were to give me any parasha in the Torah uh, by myself and ask me to read, I'm not a balkore, I probably would get it all wrong. However, if a balkore is reading and and I'm following with him, I can, I can follow. Yeah, yeah, that is, you know, by the Be'er HaShem Moshe Lemor, I can follow and I, can, I, can, I could work it out. According to, according to the Rosh, that's good enough. That's good enough that, you know, if I know how to read Hebrew, but I'm not an expert, but if he reads it and I can follow, that's good enough. But that the Baal Kore should read, and he makes a bracha, and he doesn't read at all, again, he says, this is absurd, cannot be, and in the third parak of Megillah, he actually brings a proof for this. Where's the proof for this? Again, this Chidush of the Rosh, we haven't found anywhere in Shas, but this is the Rosh, and he says, I'll bring a proof to you. The Tosefta says like this, there's only one person in the shul who knows how to read. Says the brighter, in such a case where only one person knows how to read, he should stand up, say the bracha, then he sits down. Stand up, no, sorry, not say the bracha, forget the bracha. Stand up for Aliyah number one, sit down. Stand up for Aliyah number two, sit down. Why is that? He explains. Why does he have to stand up and sit down? That's in the times of the Tanaim, where basically the first Ole would say the opening bracha, and the seventh Ole would say the closing bracha. How do you make a distinction that there are seven different Aliyot? Well, usually you have seven different people coming up, and they all different, they reading. But in the case where one person is going to read the whole, the whole parasha, all seven aliyahs, so how do you distinguish between the aliyot? He should sit down and then stand up and then sit down and then stand up. So says the Rosh, okay, that's in the times of the Tanaim. But we, we make a bracha before and after every aliyah. So it's already recognizable when Rishon ended and when Shani begins. So then says the Rosh, but in our times, right? So, says the Rosh, this Tosefta 
if you have only one person that can only read the whole uh, the whole um, uh, the whole parasha, you don't need, he doesn't need to sit in between because he makes a bracha in before every aliyah. Now he says, how does that relate to what I said before? He says, What is the scenario that the Tosefta was describing that there's only one person that can read? So first of all, obviously we have a minion because you can't read the Kriyat Torah without a minion, right? We must be talking about that no one in the community knows how to read the Torah, save for one person. And this is a proof for what I said beforehand, what, he, what we just quoted. That what? That a person who doesn't know how to read shouldn't be called to get an aliyah. Because it would be Because if it was permitted, if it was permitted that I make an aliyah and the, and the Baal Kore would read, so why should the Balkore, why does the Tosefta say that the Balkore gets all seven aliyahs? Rather, tovaya yoter binyanze mimashi Instead of one person getting seven aliyahs, call up different people, they would make the brocha and the Balkore would read. But, but the Tosefta didn't give that option, says the Rosh. Why did the Tosefta say, didn't give, why did the Tosefta not give that option? Clearly because a person who can't read the Torah cannot get an aliyah. And that supports what I'm saying, says the Rosh. So from this Tosefta, this is a proof for the opinion of the Rosh. This uh, opinion of the Rosh, by the way, is, only, is not only the Rosh. We find this also in the Shuvah of the Rashba. In the response of the Rashba, the Rashba was also following Shaila. There's one coin in the town, he doesn't know how to read. Do we call up a Yisrael instead of him? Says the Rashba. It's simple. It's, it is befitting and it is obligatory. How is it possible that he will make a broch and read? He's making a bracha levatala. Velo od ela minadin koen sheno chacham Yisrael chacham kodemlo. Okay, that's uh, something else. But basically, what do we see from here? That the Rashba seems to agree with the Rosh. That in such a case, if a person cannot read the Torah, they can't get an aliyah. So up until now, we have the Shitta of the Rosh and we have the Shitta of the Rashba. And by the way, this is also the Shitta of the Tur. The son of the Rosh, Mashinagua Idna Shashaliak Tibur Kore, Peru Shadunia via Rosh, the Vishena called Bekin Betamea Kriya. Not everyone knows how to read properly, Vena Tibur Yotin Bekriato, and they won't, the, full, the community won't fulfill the obligation. The Hube Navkio there, and he thinks he knows, Vimlo Yikru Atilin Suim Shaliak Tibur, and that's just going to cause a Machloikis. Okay, so that's why they instituted that someone else should be the designated Baal Kore. But then he says the tour, Mikol Makom Gama Omed Likrot Yikra Benachati Mashaliach Tzibur Shelote Birchato Levatala. So here we have not only the Rosh, not the Rashba, but also the tour telling me that if I can't read or follow inside with the Balkore, my broch is a bracha levatala. On the other hand, right? Based on this, based on this, one could say that not only an ignoramus who can't read, an illiterate person should not be able to get an aliyah, but perhaps also a person who is blind, right? Person who's got, uh, uh, is not able to see. How do we give him an aliyah? According to the Rosh, he has to follow and read together with the Balkore. If he doesn't follow and read with the Balkore, it's a brachal Atala. Now, this is, you see how, how this has starting to get huge halachic ramifications. According to the Rosh, the Rashba and the Tur, anyone who is illiterate 
or basically is is hard of you know is is blind to the extent that they can't follow in the in the safer Torah, can't get an aliyah. And if they do get an aliyah, it's a bracha levatala. Now we haven't explained the shita of the Rosh and the Rashba, but we're just trying to get down what their what their opinion is. On the other hand, the Sefer Maharil says as follows: Amar Mari Segal, Korin LaTorah, Afilu Amaaretz. Even if the person is an ignoramus, illiterate, Vechein Hasuma, and also a blind person. And we don't paskin like the Rosh, the Pasak, the Asuma lo Yikra, that holds that a blind person cannot read. So here you have it. You have, on the one hand, you have the shit of the Rosh, the Rashba, and the Tur, that the person who gets the Aliyah has to read together with the Balkore. And if he doesn't read, it's a Brachalavatala. And therefore, anyone who is illiterate, or he's illiterate, but he can't read Hebrew, can't be called to the Torah. Anyone who is hard of seeing, can't follow in the Torah, can't be called to the Torah. On the other hand, we have the Mariel. The Mariel basically just said, we don't pass him like the Rosh. He doesn't explain why, he doesn't explain the argument between them, but he just says, we don't pass him like him. Now, the Mariel isn't alone. The Beit Yosef quotes a number of Rishonim that follow the Shita of the Mariel. That's the Nemuke Yosef and the Aguda, that basically say that even though a person uh, is blind, uh, he can still get an aliyah. So the question really is, what is going on behind the machloket between the, uh, the Rosh, let's call it, and his, his camp, and the Maril and his camp? Um, um, so now look at the Darke Moshe. The Dark Moshe says like this. Maharil Katav But I think that the halacha follows the Beit Yosef. Now I skipped the Beit Yosef. So let's go back to the Beit Yosef. What did the Beit Yosef say? Not like the Namuke Yosef Hashem Sefer Ayeshkol who said that basically that this was permitted. What did the Sefer Ayeshkel say? The Gemara says that a blind person can't read. No, says the Sefer Ayeshkel. You know what that means? That Gemara was saying, He can't read um, uh, uh, by heart. But we can place someone else next to him. And the blind person stands next to him. Shapir Dami, that is okay. And therefore, your Chatan, who's a blind person, can also get an aliyah. And Says the Beit Yosef, we cannot rely on the Aguda, we cannot rely on the Sefer Ayeshkol against the Rosh, the Rashba, and the Tur. Now the Darke Moshe quotes the Mariel as being Michael, and then he says, Yosef. I think that the Halacha follows the Beit Yosef. So based on this, before we, we have we have two questions that we have to answer now. Question number one is, what's the halacha? Who do we pass on like? Do we pass on like the Rosh or do we pass on like the Mariel? Question number two is, we have to understand what is the reasoning behind the Rosh and the reasoning behind the Mariel. Because if we we we, we might be able to pass on like the Rosh or the, or, or the Mariel, but we still haven't understood what the issue is involved. So we're going to try and understand that in a moment. But before we get there, what is the actual um, what is the actual halacha? And you would expect that both the Beit Yosef and the Darke Moshe paskin like the Rosh, correct? I mean that's that's what comes out from the Darke Moshe. Look at the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch in Orachaim Kuflametsiv Gimel says, Suma eno kore, the fishasulikrotafilotechat, that a blind person cannot read. For it is prohibited to read by heart even one letter, 
not from the uh, not from the scripture. Says the Rama, Umaharil Katav Dakshavs Kure Suma. That now we do call a blind person just as we do call an ignoramus, a literate, uh, uh, um, an illiterate person. So it's very interesting. What happened to the Ramah? The Ramah says in the Daike Moshe, he thinks the halacha follows the Beit Yosef. But halacha lamaise, he paskened the Mariel. He says, we don't paskin like the Rosh, and we rely on the Mariel, and basically, therefore, an illiterate person and a blind person can get an aliyah. The Mishnah Brewer explains. V'ta'amo. What is the logic over here? The keivan she'anu no'agin she'asa li'ach tzibur koreh v'hu koreh mitochach tav. There is still someone reading from the Sefer Torah, correct? That's the Baal Koreh. Shuv lokab dinan ala ha'oleh. Now we are not so scrupulous that the oleh, that the person who made the brocha, should read inside. Why not? The Shomea Ka'one. Oh, soft, soft, we have an explanation. Shomea Ka'one says the Mishnah Bura, if you want to understand the Maharil and the Nomuka Yosef and the Sefer Ayeshkel, it's based on a concept called Shomea Ka'one. Shomea Ka'one is not a made up concept, it's a Gemara, it's explicit Gemara in Masechet Sukkah. And there the Gemara uh, basically learns out the concept of Shomea Koneh, by the way, from Kriyat Torah. Where's the source for Shomea Koneh? The source for Shomea Koneh comes from the Gemara in Malach, the, the, the Tanakh in Malachim. Sefer Malachim describes that the king read the scriptural, the, the Torah in front of the nation. So the Gemara asks, how can, how can you say that the king read? It said someone else, one of his... Um, one of his, uh, you know, helpers, one of his advisors was reading. It said it two psukim uh, before that. So how can the Torah say that he read it? So from there, the Gemara says, Mikan that, that, that from there you learn basically the concept that if I'm listening, it's as if I've said it. Okay? Now, the question that we have to ask is, that is a concept of Shomea Koneh that is accepted in halacha. So if that is true, why did the Rosh and the Rashba and the Tur um, not accept that? Right? And, and, and also the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch Paskin Shomei in many places. So, so what happened over here? Why is it that according to the Maril, at least that's the Mishnah Burr's explanation, right? We have a din of, of Shomei Koneh, and that's why the fact that the blind person doesn't read, but he hears the Balkore, uh, reading, that's good enough. And similarly, the fact uh, that an illiterate person hears the Balkore reading, that's good enough. Now, just to, to just to close this this last issue up in terms of what is a Psak Halacha, the Shulchan Aruch in Orachaim Kufmim Aleph Sif Bet says like this, Lo The person who gets Aliyah should read, or Shaliyach Tzibur Korev so the person, there's a designated shaliach tzibur, right? uh, let's call it today a balkore, okay? Um, and the ole loi krabakol ram, he shouldn't read together out loud. But he still has to read together with the shaliach tzibur. In order that his brocha is in Levatala. So basically, he, 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 he uh, mouths the words, but he doesn't say them. And the Ramah says, even if he does say them, it's not a problem because it's, it's not worse than Tfila. But here, the Shulchan Aruch, on the one hand, says, again, he's passing like the Rosh, very clearly, that a person has to say it. Right. Um, we're going to come back to this. Uh, we're going to come back to this uh, Shulchan Aruch. But basically, the Shulchan Aruch clearly passes like the Rosh. There's no doubt. Comes along the Ramah, and he passes like the Maril. Explains the Mishnah Bura. The logic behind the Maril is Shomei Akone. So the question now is, well, 
why did the Shulchan Aruch not accept Shomer Kone? It's a very, very acceptable concept in Halacha. Um, not only is it a con is it a acceptable in Halacha, but I want to show you something that's even stranger. The Beit Yosef. We're going to come back to the Taz. But look at the Beit Yosef. The Beit Yosef says like this: The Kevan de Ledivre Hazor Asuli Krot Elechad Levat. According to the Zohar, you can't have two people reading. So now that I've got a designated person reading, so the Baal Koresh, so the person who gets an Aliyah shouldn't read. Even though the Rosh says that he has to read with him. It's going to be considered a Brachalavatava. Since this halach of the Rosh is not explicit anywhere in the Talmud, so we shouldn't basically leave the words of the Zohar uh, due to the Poskim. Furthermore, now look at this. We can say the says the Beit Yosef that the din of what the, 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 the Zohar says that only one person can read, right? So we can't have two people reading. And even though the Rosh says that the Shaliyah Tzibur has to read with him, the Shulchan Aruch says, well, he should say it quietly to himself, right? But that he shouldn't actually read it. And why shouldn't he read it? Why shouldn't he read it? Because of the words of the Zohar. Ah, but there's, if he doesn't read it, it's a says about Yosef, no problem. Shomea Kone. So I don't understand. If Shomea Kone, if Shomea Kone, then, then why didn't he accept the Maril? Remember that the, the Mishnah Brura, Oriel, someone's at the door. The Mishnah Brura says that the Maharil, the reason why he didn't pass him like the Rosh is because of Shomea Kone. Comes along, uh, comes, comes along the Beit Yosef and says, No, I don't accept the Maril, I pass him like the Rosh. And then he says, Ah, the Zohar says only one person can read. So the person who gets an Aliyah, he should read it silently. But don't worry, Shomea Kone. What is going on over here? Everyone, you get the, you get the difficulty. A, there, there are two difficulties with the Shulchan Aruch. Difficulty number one is, why isn't Shomea Kone, why don't we accept the Maril? I, and this isn't just a difficulty with the Shulchan Aruch. There's a difficulty with the Rosh. There's a difficulty with the, the Rashba and the Tur. Why can't we apply the principle of Shomea Kone? Difficulty number two is within the, within the opinion of Rav Yosef Karo. On the one hand, he says, I accept the Rosh, but then he also says, well, I, I do apply the principle of Shomer Kone in our sugya. So what's going on? Now, there is a major machloket between the Taz and Rav Yaakov Emden. Let's, uh, let's go back to the Taz. The Taz says, there's the Taz. Can I, I, raise, can I raise a point? Yes. Uh, when when we say when we pass in Shomea Kaona or when we practice it nowadays, the individual does not say the bracha. They, for okay. example, the Balkore, the Baltokea, right? Generally they say the bracha. Yeah. And we don't say it. So so when he's when the Shulchanara says it is afraid it's a bracha lebatala. It's because the Shliach Tzibur is, is not saying the bracha because we're saying the bracha. So I think that's a difference. No, but he's saying the bracha levatala is on the person who said the, yeah, I said, said the bracha, bracha and then I didn't read. Correct, correct. Because in, in other words, when, when someone reads the Megillah for you, yes, the Tzibur doesn't say the bracha, the Shliach Tzibur says the bracha. Right. When someone blows shofar for you, the Tzibur doesn't say the bracha, the, the Baltokea says the bracha. Here, the Shliach Tzibah, the Balkore, is not saying the bracha. We are saying the bracha. So there's a difference. 
You see the point? I do see the point, but let's read the tithes because he brings okay. your case, and, and and we'll see that 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 that, uh, that I, I don't think it makes such a difference. Look at what okay. the tithes. Okay. Can, can I just can I just yes. ask one little dilemma that I recently had? I was called yes. up for an aliyah, and they used a sefer Torah that was very very small, and as I was standing the obligatory two meters away, I really could not see what was written on the sefer Torah, and I had no way of uh, reading together with the Balkorah. So I wanted to use my chumash, and I was told off for doing so. What what should I have done? I've I've, I've had that dilemma for the last eight months, because <laughs> you I, can't see it. the same reading I, I, either. The yeah. truth is, is that um, as you see in the shear, the answer I, I don't have an I don't have an answer, but it's going to be dependent on 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 the the next few sources. So okay. it's it, it really is. It's exactly your question is 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 based on what what how are we going to resolve all these all these uh, these achronim okay. to explain okay. our our discussion. Okay, um, so so I'm not I'm not trying to uh, escape your 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 question. I, I I I just think let's see the sources because they really are dealing with your your question. So says the Taz. It can't be that I make a brocha and someone else reads. He says, that's astounding. There is an explicit Yerushalmi, there's a Tosefta in Masechet Megillah that says as follows. It once happened, Rabbi Meir, we're talking about Megillah, doctor, we're talking about the Kriyata Megillah. And what happened over there? So, so Rabbi Meir read the Megillah. And someone else made the brocha. How could it be that Rabbi Meir is the one who's reading and someone else made the brocha? Amar Rav Yirmiya, Mikan, from here, we have a principle that a person who makes a bracha, it's as if he read. Sorry, the person who hears it is as if he read. So the person made a bracha, and Rabbi Meir read, but it's not a problem because he heard Rabbi Meir reading, and therefore it's if he read himself. Vim came. If so, why, if it's good for Kriyata Torah, uh, sorry, for Kriyata Megillah, why wouldn't we say the same thing here? A very, very strong proof of the Taz, Lichora. Okay? And then he brings over there. Okay, fine. Let's, let's see the rebuttal. So, so far, we've got a, we, we really have a question. Uh, on the Rosh, on the Shulchan Aruch, on the Rashba, we have a principle of Shomea Kone. We already, we, we, the, the Taz says, not only do we have a principle, you, you almost see the source of this discussion in the Yerushalmi and the Tosefta is about Kriyat Megillah. It's about one guy making a brocha and the other guy reading. So what's going on over here? So let's see the Rav Yaakov Emden in his response, the Yavitz, okay? He says like this, and uh, Dr. Zuckerberg, now, now, now your question, look at the wording, look at the, um, let, let's read him and see if the people who told you off were correct or not correct. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden, the blind person, you want him to make an aliyah. To say an earlier, fantastic. So he makes a he he says the brocha, and you want to apply the principle of Shomer Kone. Fantastic. How's it going to help? Halo eno ela So it's as if what? It's as if he said it. But how did he say it? It's as if he read it by heart. According according to the Yavetz, okay, I'm I'm going to be makabel Shomer Kone. I, I accept. So what does that mean, says uh, the Yavetz? It means that the blind person, instead of just listening to the Kriyata Torah, it's as if he said it. Very nice. And how did he say it? He said it, obviously, Baal Peh. He's blind. Ramba Baal Peh. 
Now, the whole idea of Yaseh is the Yavetz is the problem of Yaz. You can't make a brocha and read Balpeh. You have to read it from within the, the Ketav. You can't even read one letter without from, you know, not from the Ketav. This is the law of how much more so when it comes to communal readings and when you make a brocha the brocha was instituted on reading from within a ktav. Now, Dr. Zuckerberg, according to the Yavits, let's try and answer your question. What, what's the problem? Why did the Beit Yosef not accept Shomer Koneh? We see that he does accept it. He accepts it in general. We even see that he accepts it, that the guy who's standing next to him and following with the, with the Baal Kore, he says, okay, let's go like with the, the um, let's go with the, the Zohar, that he shouldn't say it together with the Baal Kore. But he says, because it's not a problem because of Shomer Koneh, Mitzad Sheni, he doesn't accept the Mariel. He says a Summa, an illiterate person, cannot, uh, cannot get a, an Aliyah. Why not? Explains the, 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 the Rav Emden. There's no contradiction over here. Says Rav Yaakov Emden, of course he accepts the principle of, of Shomea Kone. But what does Shomea Kone just may mean? Shomea Kone means that, although I heard it, it's as if I've said it. Now, if I'm a blind person and I'm standing next to the guy who's reading, it means that I said it balpe. If I'm an illiterate person and I'm standing next to the balkore, then again, I said it, I said it balpe because I can't follow. But if I'm a person who can read the text, right? And I could theoretically read it and, and I'm, I'm following it word by word and I theoretically could read it. So now, when I apply the principle of Shomer Kone, I understand the Beit Yosef Pile Plain. It fits Kaftor Vaferach. Yes, Shomer Kone, because it's as if I'm reading from within the text, because I'm able to follow the Balkore. But a blind person and an illiterate person, or in our case, a social distancing person, right? In all three of those cases, is not able to follow the text and therefore is considered, although we apply the principle of Shomer Koneh, it's still going to be a problem of Koreh Baalpeh. Shomer Koneh just helps me to say that it's as if I read it. But there's a second factor, and that is you're not allowed to read by heart. You have to read from within the writing. Okay? You get the title of the of Rav Yaakov Emden. Now, based on this Rav Yaakov Emden, I have thought many a times that the correct thing to do should actually be bring a Siddur. Why? Uh, not a Siddur, a Chumash. Because if the problem is I'm making a Brocha and I'm reading Baal Peh, but here, if I'm reading from the Chumash, if I'm following in the Chumash, maybe, maybe, maybe that's okay. I'm not sure though. I'm not sure though because it, it causes other, other problems. Why does it cause other problems? It looks like you make a brocha when you read the Chumash. You hear the difficulty? If, if a person makes a brocha and then, he, and then he opens up a Chumash, I can understand that it's a problem because it looks like you make a brocha every time you open up your Chumash at home and you read which is obviously incorrect. So that's why I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We, we, one has to ask a, a POSIC. I, I would I, think, I would think that in line with the logic of Rav Yaakov Emden, it's a good, it's a good solution. Stay two meters away from the Balkore, say the brocha, and then open up your chumash. Yes. I, I, I would disagree respectfully. Okay. But I think what Rav Yaakov Emden is saying is that you, you can't say the bracha and then read it the alpeh. 
But he would also say, you can't say a bracha and read it from the Chumash. You can't do Kriyasa Torah from the Chumash. Right. So he, I don't think that would be a good substitute. But I have another issue to say. Yeah. But the, the, the difference between Rav Yaakov and the Emden and the Maral may be a machlokis of what Shomea Kaona is. According to the Mar, the Rav Yaakov Emden, Shomea Kaona is just, uh, it's like your, your hearing is like you're saying it. But according to the Maril, Shomea Kaona is like you are that person. You ah. become that person. And I think yes, that's family. what, that, that's really what, what we Paskin like. I think that's what we hold. That you become oh. the Sliach Tzibur. This is a major, major machlokas. Uh, if you have the, the COVID volume, uh, at the end of this year, I actually wrote a, 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 an article describing what is the nature of Shomea Kone and the two different understandings of the Maharil and Rav Yaakov Emden. And basically, uh, uh, to summarize it, you said it very nicely. I'll just, I'll, I'll say it like this. There's a famous machloket between Rashi and Tosvot. Rashi says, based on that Gemara of Shomea Kone, he says, oh, by the way, and because of the Shomea Kone, then you should, um, if you're in the middle of the Amida and the Shaliach Tzibur is saying Kedusha, what does Rashi say? Stop and listen. Why? Shomea Kone. And Tosvot says, what are you talking about? If you stop and you listen, it's as if you've said it, yeah? So to, that's why Rabbeinu Tam says, you don't stop the Amida. Now we pass in generally, we pass in like Rashi. Now, what's the machloket between Rashi and, uh, the machloket between Rashi and Tosvot? So someone is saying, explain like, as follows. Uh, very similar to, to uh, I'll give three more examples. Um, there was a, a, a community in Italy where the Kohanim, they did Birkat Kohanim, whatever, on, on Pesach. And uh, the, the community's minag was, was that even though there were 10 Kohanim, one coin would make the brocha, do Birkat Kohanim, and all the others would keep quiet. Why? And the Beis HaLevi goes nuts. He says, that's not Shomea Kone. And he says, why not? Why not? He says, because although there's a mitzvah, there is a principle of Shomea Kone, in Birkat Kohanim, they have to say it Bakol Ram. There's a second uh, uh, halacha. They're a Kohen, or any of you Kohanim? Anyway, you have to, the Kohanim have to say it Bakol Ram. They have to make their brocha in a loud voice. So says the Beit HaLevi, fine, Shomea Kone is one thing. But they didn't say it loud. They just said it. But the second argument, that, well, the second factor they didn't do, I'll give, I'll give two more cases. The Rogachova brings down that, uh, that when we read Kriyata Megillah, although we all listen to the Balkore, but when it comes to the 10 sons of Haman, everyone in the Tzibor says it themselves. Why? Says the Rogachova, because Shomer Ko'one helps regarding listening to the Balkore, the reading of the Megillah. But the 10 sons of Haman, there's another halacha. What's the, se the second halacha? That you have to say it in one breath. That second factor you cannot fulfill through 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 Shomer Kone. I'll give one last example of this. One last example is the um, the Chacham. Uh, I can't remember the last example. There's one more example that I wanted to bring. Anyway, um, if I think about it, if you look at it in the in the article, I'll bring it over there. But the common denominator between all of these cases is. How do you understand Shomer Ka'one? According, uh, uh, according to Rav Yaakov Emden, right? Shomer Ka'one is just that I, it's as if I said it. It's as if Shomer is like Dibur. And that's why, according to Tosvot, on the one hand, it's a big chidosh, it's as if I'm actually speaking. But, and that's why it's a hefsek, right, in the middle of my Amida. But on the other hand, that's all it is. It's as if I'm speaking. According to Rashi, Shomer Kone is a different kettle of fish. It's as if I kind of have become that person or I'm, he, I'm fulfilling it through that thing. So whatever, whatever conditions are needed to fulfill my obligation, I'm fulfilling it through that person. So if it's Birkat Kohanim, 
and the, the second condition is that it has to be Bakol Ram, according to Rashi's understanding, that's what Shomea Kone is. It completes the, it completes, uh, it's as if I'm that person. If it's a din in the, the, the condition of Kriyata Megillah, it has to be done, the tensors of Haman, that would be acceptable. And that's how the Chazonish Paskin. So we have these two different schools of thought of how to understand Shomea Kone, which ultimately might be the machloket between the Maharil and Rav Yaakov Emden. As you said, uh, as you said uh, correctly, but if you if you read my article, um, I, I come to the conclusion that that's an incorrect uh, understanding. Uh, but but that's not that's uh, beyond the beyond the sheer. So uh, um, uh, I, I think it's it's difficult to say to to say that. And I give another explanation. What is the machloket between the Maril and the um, the Maril and Rav Yaakov Emden? The bottom line is the bottom line is halacha it comes out that the Ramah says that we rely on the on the Maril, rely on the Maril, and therefore a blind person <coughs> can say the bracha. Based on that, based on that, at least Ashkenazim have a very good argument to say that there's no problem of me standing two meters away from the Sefer Torah. I've, I've, I've stood to me the Sefer Torah, I hardly ever can actually see what the 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 Balkor is uh, reading. Um, we our safer Torah in the park is 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 kind of small, and there's no way. So I just rely on the psak of the Rama, that this is a din of Shomei Akone, and uh, again you have to explain it that it's 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 based on the principles that I just said of of Rashi and not like Tosfot etc. But um, there is an argument to say, at least for Svarim, that that's not acceptable. So we didn't get to it. Uh, maybe next week we'll finish up and we'll see how the poskim navigate this issue. Halachalamaiseh. Okay. Toiv. Yashakoach. Yashakoach. Koltov. Tada, Koltov. Koltov.